This podcast is a part of the Wildcat Podcast Network. Wow. Welcome back to another episode of Popcat, where we talk about everything gaming, movies, and TV, and just general pop culture. Joining me is WSC alum and my roommate, Ben Bjorklund. How you doing, Ben? Hey, I am glad to be back and talking about more nerdy, awesome stuff. Yeah, I bet. And uh, <laughs> today we've got a lot of news. The The news gods have been gracious Generous. to us <laughs> a lot of marvel news a lot, a lot of stuff wants our money and they're they're gonna get it <laughs> yeah the other day uh two days ago they dropped the uh shang chi trailer in the legend of the ten rings and uh so far it has 12 million views on youtube so after watching the trailer what did you think uh, it looks like th- they're finally going in like a very unique direction for marvel I'm definitely intrigued to see it because it does look like the minute just watching it, I was like, they got a Chinese and or Korean director to direct this. Like that's, that's not a white dude there. Right. (laughs) Like (laughs) it looks interesting. I don't know anything about it though, but no, (laughs) I I made a point in uh, one of my last podcasts where I was like, well, they learned a lot from Marvel Netflix uh, superhero <laughs> shows, like with how to deal with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. So they were like, okay, all that stuff that Netflix did, don't do that. In the same with this, I feel they took a big uh, lesson from Iron Fist and they were like, hey, let's have good fighting, let's mm-hmm. have good direction, let's and then we'll it. just be ha- be all good. And I really feel like this is really going to pay off because this is really kind of out there and nobody really knows that much about Shang-Chi other than the fact that even when you read the comics, it's just like, oh, it's like he's he's the guy that stands next to Iron Fist (laughs) when they're talking about all the martial artists in the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it'll be interesting. It'll have that Guardians of the Galaxy uh, quality to it where it's like, oh, no one knows anything about this character, and we're just going to see the movie. I feel that way, too. I just realized, I didn't ask, is it going to be a movie or a TV show? It's a movie. Okay, okay. I was like, wait. And they're actually having the real Mandarin in it this time. Okay. I do think, (laughs) because people on Reddit were talking about it, I do think we will get a Ben Kingsley cameo. Like he'll be Dude, uh, like he. Okay. I think they'll make it to where like he, the real Mandarin, let him take the fall to like mm-hmm. get eyes off his real organization. Yeah, yeah. They were like, okay, you can do your fake ten rings. <laughs> but like in the background, it'll be like all this real stuff mm-hmm. is going on. But I do think it'll be interesting, especially by the time we get uh, to the next Avengers movie, where it's just like, oh, everybody in there will just be. People who are really good at punching, punching people, people in the face. <laughs> we don't have any super soldiers left. Like, even Avengers. Moon Knight. It's just, like, he's kind of has semi-mystical powers and, like, some healing from an Egyptian god. But, but I'm he's mainly still just a schizophrenic. Cr- yeah, he's a schizophrenic who's excellent at punching people in the face. And getting punched in the face. Right. But overall, I think it'll be good. I... Uh, it's coming out in September, and I feel movies are going to be normal by then. Hopefully. Like We'll be able to go here and there and back and forth. And the rumor is, since we got this, and they were uh, 
the actor thought it was going to be released sooner, like later, and they dropped it on his birthday. So mm. they were like, okay, here. And the word is around the Oscars we'll get a uh, trailer for <laughs> the Eternals movie. Because Chloe Zhao, who's up for a Oscar, directed the Eternals also. Okay. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Drop it Oscars night. <laughs> right. And especially with all of the... Uh, you have Jon Snow and uh, Rob Stark in yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting because they have it all wrapped up. And then you have uh, Kumail Nanjiani who got yoked to yoked, be in the Eternals. Man. He looks weird yoked, though. Like, it's like, like, it's like handsome Squidward. Yeah, like, it's, he looks like, so different. So different, but coots to him, Like, man. if I was friends with that guy, like, I'd be, and, like, you don't see him for a couple of months, like, just because he's busy acting and all this stuff. If I saw him like that, I'd be like, dude, you were, like, this kind of had a bit of pudge on him comedian, like, in Silicon Valley, and now it's just it's like, like, holy shit. Like, this dude is throwing tires around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine being his wife and just watching that transformation happen. No, it's the same like when uh, Anna Ferris got asked about Chris Pratt. Yeah. And it's just like, you like the fact that he's yoke now. And she was like, I just love my husband. It was like, no, yeah. you love the fact that he's ripped. <laughs> he's yoked. <laughs> but no, uh, speaking of uh, Rob Stark and... Uh, Jon Snow, Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, Amelia Clark has been cast in the Marvel wife. Secret Invasion. No, wait, your future wife, isn't it? Oh, yeah, my, my future wife. I, I tell you, like, I'll just be like, hey, look. I'm I just, almost got it in the bag. <laughs> I'm just a guy taking a shot in the dark. <laughs> a big shot in the dark. Be like, look, I know you don't know me. I know I'm a guy from the Midwest, but from we're two crazy Nebraska. kids. Let's, let's make this happen. I know you're... Eight or nine years, my I think she's ten years older than me. I forget. You're way younger than me. She oh might be God. like ten or twelve years older than you. Be like, look, I'll, I'll like I'll be love like, I'll is hold, love. Yeah, love is love. Doesn't matter that at a certain point you were very much a, an adult and I was very much still a minor. But I know we were. You didn't really care about Vine, but come on, <laughs> come on. No, she is thirty-four. <laughs> so she's 12 years older than me yeah that's gonna be a bit of an issue but but for me it's only 10 we're willing so, to get past I mean... that <laughs> no but she has been cast in the secret invasion series and so far it's confirmed it's uh ben Mendelssohn. oh who he was knew, the he was he kind was... of the breakout of uh the captain marvel movie just all of his lines i was like oh seeing him play a squirrel is actually pretty funny and uh, then you'll have Samuel Jackson. I can't remember Who's the... Well, who, who does he play again? I he was in some little indie movie called Pulp Fiction. I don't know. No, 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 no. I meant in the MCU. Wasn't it like a throwaway character or something? Uh, I don't know. No. Whatever. It I think matter. he's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> no, and then uh, now, like, ever since Solo, I was like, and that got botched, I was like, She's a really great actress, and oh, yeah. I've been waiting to see, like, okay, what big ticket thing is she going to be in? This this one's got to work out for her, man. Because I forgot what tried, movie. Was... She tried Terminator. That yeah. that shit didn't work. She tried Star Wars. That, that didn't, didn't work. work. So hopefully Marvel's third time And I was actually <laughs> like, okay, where they set her up in Solo. I was like, Solo wasn't as bad as people made it out to no, be. No, no. But I was like, 
oh, they actually did. They should have just had her be the straight up antagonist and not be like a double agent and we're saving it for the sequel. Like, dun, dun, dun. that's never going to get made now because Disney doesn't risk losing money. No, but it'll be interesting to see uh, who she is in the show and if she makes it out of the show. But I bet, like, since they casted her and she's such a big name. <laughs> like she's just a throwaway? Like, she's a nurse that's in, like, one episode. <laughs> he's like, she's on, she's uh, she's a space nurse on Nick Fury's ship. ship. And it's just like, what? <laughs> uh, that'd be such a waste. Yeah, legit, I'd be mad. <laughs> but they also cast Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. And they're just, like, getting all of these she, Oscar winners. She, Olivia Coleman, like, I knew about her before. But she's been blowing up in the past couple of years. Like. No, she she's one of those uh, actors where it's just like, oh, this actor didn't hit their like peak until they're forty. Right, like she's like... just doing all of this British television and movies, and now it's just like, two, like two years ago, like oh, now I'm an Oscar winner. Legit, legit, because she was in like Hot Fuzz as a tiny little police role right. and now she's winning oscars and stuff and, and she doesn't have to be in this in the show no. but i think they realize especially with wandavision and especially with falcon winter soldier people were just like oh this is huge like this is going to be great for my career if i'm in this that and i feel like also marvel it's like the video game thing where oh you guys want emotional stories right <laughs> Okay, yeah, we can get some heavy hitters to actually, like, act and not just have fun Marvel stuff. Like, right, and <laughs> especially with the, uh, like, having WandaVision be such a, like, heavy hitting, like, mm-hmm. we're dealing with t- themes of grief and loss and this and that. Like, how about we, we have Paul Bettany, who has been nominated, like, Se- how about we let him times, act? I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 because I never minded him as Vision, but this is the, I was like, okay, Thank God you're finally utilizing him properly, because... Right. No, I, can't, I think it's uh, A Beautiful Mind. It's the Russell Crowe yeah. movie where he's a mathematician, and uh, Paul Benton, he's in his head, like, at a certain point, because he keeps having visions, because he's a schizophrenic, and yeah. I remember when people were like, what if final episode of WandaVision, like, Russell Crowe just turns away from her chalkboard, Dude. and visions are there. <laughs> Like, it's all in his head, and I was like, oh, that'd be uh, hilarious. They would get ripped apart, because Beautiful Mind's a true story. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely get somebody sued. Legit. That, that guy's estate would be like, you did what? <laughs> no, but I feel the uh, Secret Invasion series is going to be really interesting, and especially one that I really want them to have in there, uh, one actress, is Colby Smulders, because yeah. her and Sam Jackson together in... Uh, the Winter Soldier movie, they were great together. Like, and every time they, and especially, like... What happened to her? I don't know. Like, I don't... Because she, she got dusted. For some reason, they're just like, we don't want to put Maria Hill in anything. <laughs> Did she go to space with Nick at the end of Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, in Spider-Man Far From Home, spoiler alert for a two- to three-year-old movie, movie. Uh, the... The scrolls on Earth, Ben Mendelsohn is, like, replacing Nick Fury. And Nick Fury's in space. So I'd like to think she's going to be in it. And they just didn't make a big deal about it. Because the fake, so. Mar- like, Maria Hill in the movie is also a scroll. So I think she- it'd be a waste if she wasn't in the series. Like, 
it makes total sense. Legit, and I'm sure she's down. She's not doing anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. But in other Marvel news, uh, Loki is going to be coming out right around the corner, June 11th. And what do you think about this? Because if you went back and told me after I saw Avengers, like, hey, that guy, the villain of this, is going to have a show to himself. So. Like, you're going to like him throughout the whole. Uh, phases of Marvel, and then eventually he'll get his own show. It is interesting. Like, I never would have thought that they would make him as likable as... as close to a hero as they've made him. Right. And, um... This is one I'm, like, really interested on. Right, because the first... Like, they're two for two with the Marvel shows. Yeah. And with this, and they all have their, like, signature feel... Yeah, and I know Loki yeah. is probably going to be the weirdest one. Yeah, like how we thought WandaVision was going to be real, like trippy. weird. Like it was actually I, pretty digestible yeah, and explainable. Yeah. I think this one's going to be where they're like, okay, release the weird gates, like, and especially with uh, Owen, Owen Wilson <laughs> being in it. I was like, man, all these film students are going to freak out. They're just like, he's not in Rushmore. He's in Loki. <laughs> He's like, he's oh, not in a Wes Anderson movie. movie. What's, What's going, going on? <laughs> like, he was one. There was a lot of people I thought, like, maybe someday they'll get him in the MCU. Never, Never would have... ever would have suspected Owen Wilson popping up in the MCU. Yeah, now I'm just like, <laughs> okay, so when when's Vince Vaughn going to be Oh, here? my God. If he's in the, like, season two of Lo- If they're... I don't think... <laughs> if they do th- a season two of I Loki. think the... I feel Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we'll get to that, but... I feel Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki, and Moon Knight, like, all these shows after WandaVision might be acceptable to have second seasons. But it'll be, like, next phase after the next, like, Avengers. Like, I could see them coming back to it, not... Yeah, yeah. But with, uh, like, the showrunner for Falcon, Winter Soldier, like, he was like, I'd be down to do a season two. And he was like, you'll have to see the finale to be like... Because apparently they did set up some threads that could get addressed later in a movie or a show. And I'm Makes like, with sense. how they did it, I'm pretty interested in having another season of Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I said, I feel like they're going to deal with like the next big shit, the next Thanos or whatever, and then Phase 4. Wait, what phase are we on? I think we're in Phase 4. Okay, Phase 5 is when we'll get like Season 2 of Falcon and Winter Soldier, Season 2 of Loki... Um, I could, I feel like they might do another season of like focusing on Wanda, but it won't be called WandaVision. I could see, I don't know. I could see if they don't address, spoilers alert for WandaVision, if they don't address what happens with her kids in Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange 2, because they set that up. And so I feel like. If they don't address that, they could go back to be like, okay, here's season two, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's not WandaVision, it's Wanda. And I could see them making, like, here's a three-episode thing of Wanda going to get her kids. And like, whatever, maybe, by whatever means that is. And, like, maybe that's how they could deal with the white vision now. Because he just disappeared. He was like, I request elaboration. Oh, I see. Peace out. The ship of Theseus. <laughs> wow. No. I've got a gi- 
digest this. For real. But I would be down. Uh, I know I mentioned it to you when we watched it. But if uh, Vision is just trying to make sense of all his new memories, mm-hmm. and in the Wakanda show that Ryan Coogler is doing, if in the middle of an episode, like, they're just like, hey, something's on the south perimeter, and they just go out to where Vision died, and they see White Vision just, like, looking, looking around the area, like, like, hmm. <laughs> this is where I was killed by Wanda. Brought and back Thanos. by Thanos and then killed again. <laughs> like he's just trying to make sense out of all of it. That would be so cool. Just a Vision episode in there. Because I feel like it'd be nice. And especially, I feel like since they're doing, like, we're going to have Black Panther 2 and we're going to have the World of Wakanda show. I could really see it being uh, a Koye show. Oh, yeah. Like, and you just follow her through what she's doing and who she's talking to and... Dealing with the politics of Wakanda and that sort of thing. And especially after Falcon Winter Soldier, I could see them being like, it's a Koye and Ao, and we're going to follow mm-hmm. them. But speaking of Falcon Winter Soldier, Soldier. we have gone through five episodes. Mm-hmm. One episode left mm-hmm. this Friday. What are you thinking Ooh. so far? Like, going in, uh, I guess we'll go non-spoiler-ish, and then we'll go spoiler. So... Going in, what did you think? Like, it'll be a Falcon Winter Soldier show. Zemo's going to be in it. What were you thinking? Uh, honestly, pretty much what I was thinking is what we got. Like, I was expecting, like, a little more um, espionage-esque stuff. Like, a little more Winter soldier Yeah, I did. And I think that's, like, when they had a line in there where it's like, no, nah, I was already on the run. I'm, I don't want to do, do it again. again. <laughs> like, that really was them being like, it's not going to be like, like uh, the Winter Soldier War. or Civil War. Yeah. Which, it's fine. I really like what they've done so far, but... And at first, I thought it was okay. Like, it, going in, I was like, oh, it'll be okay. And then it got really And then it got <laughs> really good, especially by uh, that third episode. <laughs> no, because I remember, like, the first two episodes, I was like, I'm liking this. But I don't think it's gonna beat WandaVision. And as of right now, I'm like, it's beating WandaVision, at least for me. Legit. <laughs> and but, but that's like, saying something. <laughs> right. And I feel like especially that first episode, it's just like, okay, we're setting you up to where the characters are mm-hmm. and what's been going on since the blip and since Steve Rogers, and they're like, Oh, he's gone. And like I feel we'll get an answer about that. Like, they keep mentioning, like, he's gone, not dead, or, like... Yeah, yeah, they don't even be like, well... Like, I feel like if he was dead, dead... They would have said dead. That and, like, Sam would have gone, like, to, like, his final resting place and done something with that. What if he just, like, fucked off into space? Like, when they like said Peggy that... dies and he's just, like... Because when they said that in that first episode, like, where is he? Like, is he on a base on the moon? And I was like, that's a cool reference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the fact that it's, like, if, for people who don't know, in the comics, uh, during an event called Original Sin, there was, uh, Nick Fury was referred to as, like, the man on the wall. He sits in a tower, like, in a space moon base (laughs) to just get rid of alien threats that the Avengers, like, can't handle. (laughs) And he, he'll warn the proper people and take care of it. And after the story concluded, it was Bucky who was up there. And I, I'd be down if it was Steve just being like, 
well, Peggy's dead. I guess I'm the man on the wall now. I'm bored. <laughs> like, that's what he's doing to fulfill his time. He still has, he's got old man strength mixed with super soldier serum. Dude, imagine that. Like, like he has age, but he can still move, and, like, everything's the same, And but he doesn't want to be Cap anymore, so he's like, I'll pretend to be really frail and give the shield to Sam, but I <laughs> that can would still be messed up. Like he, he just gets up, like they see him in this final episode, and he just gets up and like shakes his hand. And, Jesus, Jesus, Steve! Like it's he gets a really strong he, handshake. He just winks at him, and then it cuts to him on the moon in like the, still got the director of Shield uniform. Oh, That'd be amazing. I'd be like, no way. <laughs> but over, the biggest thing that got me was in the beginning, uh, and I guess we're gonna get into spoilers here. John Walker, because at first, like, that first episode, it's like, you're new, Captain America, America. and it's like, oh, the government kind of was like, yeah, Sam, put the shield in the the Smithsonian, Smithsonian. wink, wink, we won't tell you where it's going, (laughs) and then they just showed him on national TV, his weird-looking nose in the mask, weird-looking everything, like, some people said, like, it's supposed he's supposed to look weird in the mask like they made it and intentionally look like that yeah just to be like no he's not a good fit looks how look how weird he looks in the mask symbolism of how he's unworthy to be captain america but even with this like they got way deeper into like themes and politics mm-hmm. that uh, than i thought they would in social oh, yeah. commentary oh yeah cuz especially with uh with bucky like i really didn't expect them to get into like, yeah, this guy really has trauma. Like mm-hmm. That. And then even, like, I was kind of, until episode five, I was like, they're not going to touch on the fact that they, like, like when Isaiah Captain was, America is going to be a black man. And like, then they were like, no, we got to address this. Yeah, like when, uh, I think it was episode two. They, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, episode two, they went, they were like, okay, we gotta go talk to Isaiah. And they were just like, yeah, they locked me away. And that's as, that's as explicit as I thought they were gonna get with it. And then they had the scene where they get stopped by the cops. And then I was just like, okay, that's it. That's all the social commentary they're gonna do. And then it's the rest. But no, No, like, episode five hit, and you're like, episode five. And it's like, oh, and somebody pointed it out, like, he Isaiah did the exact same thing that Steve did in the first Avengers when he's going to get Bucky and the rest of the Howling Commandos and all these other soldiers, and they're just like, "No, we'll make you Captain America." Like, mm-hmm. come on! And then and then they locked Isaiah up, and there's just and then his wife died. Like, he's like, so he doesn't they get did. to have that like dance with Peggy moment. Nope. And I was like, oh man, this is so sad. Like, legit. <laughs> and I feel next episode, like, what's in the case with Sam? Is his new costume, and he's going to show up to Isaiah and just be like, look, I know how you feel about this. I know you got done wrong, but I can be a symbol, and this I'm going to do what that. we need, whether you agree with it or not. Right. And even uh, just all of the uh, <laughs> deepness of, of uh, John Walker, where it's just like, oh, yeah. at first it was just like he was like, like, hey, I, I'm I'm the hometown high school cool guy, guy, and now I'm Captain America. And, and then it was just like, he's he's getting more unhinged. Like, they were just like, okay, let's show him with a 5 o'clock shadow to show he's really not holding yeah, it together. Yeah, a little more stressed. No, that was one, like, because we talked about this. That's one prediction I was like, I missed the mark. Because like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought he's going to actually be a good person and 
Um, by the end, he's going to give the shield to Willing. Sam willingly. Like they hey, have to take it by force. <laughs> his arm. <laughs> like when, uh, like when people said that, like uh, the meme I saw was like, "Oh, John Walker's a super nuanced villain." Like uh, he's even though he's a villain, like you can see him as the protagonist of his own story. Yeah, yeah. But uh, by episode five or episode four. Like, oof. No, five is when they break the arm. No, four like, is yeah, when he yeah. bashes yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he's just like, they weren't even super, super soldiers. soldiers. And I was like, man, like, the fact that he did last so long. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, those people are bred to defend a superpowered dude already. They're the mini bosses before the big boss. And they did a great, like, like the fact that. Uh, like, Steve would have had a hard time with them. Yeah. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, the fact that Ao like, had the shield and she was like, yeah, I could. T-. Like, they could have taken the shield. And it was like, the other door, Melage was like. Nah, leave it. Like, come on. We we got better things to do. We don't need like, that. Like, they weren't worth his time. <laughs> like, like, we don't need that Frisbee. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was just, they're not even super, super soldiers. soldiers. No. And it was super, like, all the stuff with his, uh, his friend Lamar. And they're just like, he, like, he was really his, uh, like, his lightning rod. Like, his tether. He was just like, bef- into, now that he's gone, he's, he's drifting. Crazy. So much so that he was like. I'm going to bash this dude's, uh, whether, like, whatever you want to interpret happened to the guy uh, that he, he killed. He murdered him He way. murdered a guy. <laughs> and even the scene where he's in front of uh, the, like, in the courtroom where he's like, I've lived my yeah. life by your mandates. Starts pounding the, in the podium. Thing, like, I really, and it was a good, like, it was good for them to hold back. Uh, but I really thought when he smacked the podium, like, his super soldier strength was just going to crack it. Yeah, like, not all the way through, but I thought it was at least going to break. So you saw the senator's face, like, oh, fuck. It's just like he took the serum. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> but even with all of that, like, it had good social commentary. And they even, like, the unspoken thing, like, you're uh, after that scene, you're like, if he wouldn't have gotten caught on camera, they would not, not be having cared. this. Like, Legit. They would have just been like, okay, good job. You killed one of the Flag Smashers. Like, like if Sam and Bucky had reported it to them and it wasn't They would have made it disappear. They would have been like, well, thank you for bringing this to our attention. We can't have this fucking BR number. <laughs> right. Like, legit. <laughs> but with episode five, I really didn't think we'd get them facing off. That, that soon. Quick, legit. Like, I would have figured, like, it would have been flip-flop. Like, he would have ran away. They couldn't find him. He goes back home. Then they find him mm. and have that face off. But the fact that he's there and just, like, Sebastian Stan was like, hey, I'm going to win an Emmy, man. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm going Because when it. he's just, like, Sam's trying to do his therapist thing and he's like, chill out. You made a mistake. You, like, you have such a good track record with the military. If you g- give up willingly and just let them know what happens, they're probably not going to throw the book at you. And he's like, you almost had me. Bucky's like, okay, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, like, when <laughs> like, he's just staring at the shield. Like, I could see uh, kind of so how, like, the oh, like people did the edited video, like, Obi-Wan has PTSD. Yeah, yeah. I could see somebody taking that scene where he keeps glancing at the bloody shield and then back to John Walker. I could see somebody editing, like, footage from Captain America, the first Avenger, and just seeing blood on the shield, and he's like, no, 
Like, in just that whole, he's like, you don't want to do this. He's like, yeah, we do. <laughs> like, yeah, from episode one, he's been wanting to fight this dude. Legit. He's and like, especially. You don't deserve that fucking shield. Especially like, by the second episode it. when he's like, why don't we just beat him up and take it, Sam? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 we can't do that. And even when Sam said that to him, he's pissed. He's like, yo, like, Steve gave that to you. We got to get it back. Like, Right. And they even had uh, just – I didn't think they'd be so out there also with just Bucky being like, hey, like, Sam telling Bucky, like, nah, you weren't uh, – uh, what did he call it? You weren't uh, making amends. You were avenging. Like, yeah, yeah. He was like, there's somebody out there who wants closure. And it's just like, show, don't tell. It's like, yeah, we know he's talking about the uh, the Asian dad that and he killed I'm his sure son. all the other things, because he had like a whole list of Right. Things. Yeah. And you know, like, I just know Friday that scene's going to just gut me. Because he's going to tell him, and I hope that. They write it in a way where he's like, "I forgive you," but it's also like, "No, I never want to see." Bucky has been it'll like Bucky has been hanging around this guy, just to like kind of take care of him and look after him. So it'll be interesting to Mm -hmm. see. But what are your predictions for the final episode? And I guess starting off, like, who do you think the power broker is? Because I really don't think that matters all that much anymore. I mean, if it was Vincent D'Onofrio, I'd lose my shit, but I don't think it's going to be Vincent D'Onofrio. Do you think it, because everybody's like, oh, it's uh, Sharon Carter. No. Right. And somebody, (sighs) I was watching Kevin Smith's podcast and somebody pointed out, they were like, villains can't have iPhones and she didn't have an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So she may be the power broker, but I'm also like. I feel like they're baiting and switching. Like, I think she she might be, like, double agenting because she called up Betrock and was like, hey, like, do this. And I think she's gaming him Yeah, for some means, like... No, I do think, like, she's like, I want to get back to working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or Like, I don't want to stay in this no. uh, free-for-all town. <laughs> Legit. And she'll do whatever it takes to get back, but... I don't think she's the power broker. <laughs> no, but okay. What do you think is in the case? Uh, vibranium wings at the very least. I could see a new outfit. I don't know. I I think it's just straight up like Captain America uh, outfit from the comics. And part of me hopes like the fact that they made such a big deal about like Sam does not have super soldier serum. But I could also see your theory of, like, the shot in episode three yeah, where it keeps panning back to, like, more vials of serum and stuff. And then you see, like, Bucky run near it and then, like, cut away and then go. I could see by the time it's all said and done, like, the final episode, like, he shows it to him and it's just cut to black. Like, you don't know if he took it or not. But I... I I could also see, like, Sam, like, he... Opens the case. This is new suit. His new wings, and then he takes it out, and the vials there with a note from Bucky. That would be pretty sweet. And he's like, 
it didn't corrupt Steve. It it's won't not corrupt, gonna corrupt you. you. You can do this or That'd something be like nice. that. I don't know. And especially <laughs> if uh, he shows up to face off with Walker. And, Walk- and he's like, you're just a normal dude. And he just. With Walker's shitty little welding. Oh, yeah. We didn't shield. even talk about that. Like his, his little shield. Dude, just. He like lifts his arm up to block one of uh, break, Sam's. Break, they break his arm again. Punch steel shield legit watching oh that post credit scene that's the power of home depot, depot. <laughs> i'm gonna weld my medal of honor to my scrap steel <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel it's gonna be pretty good i do feel like there will be some surprises some cameos mm-hmm. and especially with the fact that they're in new york i think was made such a big deal because they it didn't have to be in new york since, since avengers yeah right? yeah but no, over, well, I guess Doctor Strange. Overall, I feel like there's going to be some good, like, I know I'm going to yell at the screen like it's a football game. And there's definitely going to be some moments that are going to make me, like, like tenderhearted. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, Legit. There's going to be some bomb fights and then some great moments, I feel like. All right. But in more superhero news, Michael Keaton, they officially started filming the Flash movie in mm-hmm. England. And Michael Keaton's... Uh, people his management were like yes he is in this movie so it'll be interesting to see what they do and i think did they confirm him as playing a batman right? yeah okay that's what i thought yeah so i think it'll be interesting uh because he's batman but he's back after all the snyder stuff like i think they're just like okay let's just get this Flash movie done so we can hit the reset button on our Flash universe. Flashpoint, legit. Because I think they'll do, like, it, it won't be a full-fledged Flashpoint, but no, it'll be, but... like, he's running through and seeing. And apparently, super like, they cast a Supergirl that's going to be in this also. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but this is just a soft reset button. So you they can see more. That. And then at the end, I think they'll tease Reverse Flash. What are you doing if it's the the guy who plays Homeland? Oh, if it's Anthony Starr, dude, I'd lose it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd be insane if it was actually him and they somehow kept that under wraps. Dude, oh my god, like I'd be like, dude, I don't want you to get typecast, but but I'm I know I'm ready he'd knock it out of the park. Legit, <laughs> like and especially just him like getting the monologue from the Flashpoint where he's like. I messed up your whole life. Like, all these small moments that, like, caused you pain. I did that. That was me. Oh, my God. I could see him nailing that. Because it would be, like, a different type of unhinged than Homelander. Yeah. So, like, I feel like he could really sink his teeth into it. Right. But in even more superhero news, we're just jam-packed with superhero news. We've been watching Invincible, and there's only two episodes left of that. So, what have you been thinking of that so far? I've... I really love Invincible. Like, they are nailing that. <laughs> like, it's almost overtaken the boys. And I don't think it's going to because the boys is so good. But right. it's it's right up. Like, second favorite Amazon Prime show. Like, props to everyone in that show. I love every, like, the whole cast. They're all doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, no, they I'm have... Like, uh, just saying a bit of the cast, it's, uh, you have, uh, man, what's his name? Jim Gordon, super, uh, yoked J.K. Simmons. He got joked for that Batman for, uh, Justice League. And I was like, he got yoked for that, and he just wore a trench coat in that movie. 
What a waste. No, but you have people like Sandra Oh, you have J.K. Simmons, you have Stephen Yoon mm. as Invincible, and then all these other people. You have Walton Goggins, who's it's just like a, this CIA specialist guy. Who's who of fucking character actors? Legit. They were just like, okay, let's get that. Let's have uh, John Hamm play a random security guard. Who, who has, like, the simplest little arc, like... Did you just call me dad? Yeah, he's like, yeah, me and my stepson are going to England. <laughs> Almost got killed by a bag of burgers thrown by the protagonist in episode one. But it's really interesting. At first, I was like, oh, it'll be, like, pretty basic. Like, especially after reading the series. But I'm like, no. Like, they really, and especially the fact that Kirkman's involved. Yeah. He, I think he's like, okay, I'm going to consolidate my story. Because he started it in 2003. The same time he did Walking Dead, and I think he ended it in 2018. And I'm sure he's like he's definitely going to mix things up from the comic books because I'm sure he's like I didn't like what I did here or something yeah, like I that. Bet. And he's like I'm going to fix some stuff. No, uh, one of the <laughs> standouts I feel from one of the episodes was uh, when they're doing the Doc Seismic, and he's 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 got a literal PhD. <laughs> uh, and, and then he's got a minor in, like, African dance. Dance? African dance and, like, gender studies yeah, or something like, like okay. that. They didn't have to do that because that's totally, I, like, basic, like, supervillain fight. And, and then they just did. But it's definitely interesting, and I'm waiting, and especially after uh, Omni-Man is housing all Ooh. the Diet Justice League. The Diet Justice League. I remember my favorite is I rewatched that fight on YouTube. And uh, everyone was like, oh, so that's what would happen to Batman without plot armor. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, that dude, yeah. he got a better, he got a quick death compared to all oh. the other characters. Because he's just the normal dude. Like, it was easy to kill him. But legit, like, I was looking back at the uh, comic and he's, he's he survives. He's not there. Well, he lives in the comic? Yeah, like, he gets, like, pretty much he gets pushed in, like, some rando dimension. And then in the final issue of Invincible, he comes out and he's got this giant beard and he's like, what happened? <laughs> like, Omni-Man or somebody pushes him into a dimension to, like, get him away. And that's it. And I'm like, I wish they would have done that. That would have been better than what he got here. <laughs> Just immediate death. But, uh, in, like, it, it really seems like mixing it up with the last two episodes, and especially going off, like, the comic knowledge, I'm like, they really could go anywhere mm -hmm. with how much they're changing it up. But they're also doing an invincible, invincible live-action movie. Yeah. That's going to be interesting, because... I feel like if they do a movie, there's no way to consolidate that entire comic book. Because once you actually see, like, where they're headed, you'll be like, how are they going to stick all of this into a movie? Yeah, well, when you said that, too, like, just how big the violence is. Like, I don't know how you can do it live action. No. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, yeah. A superhuman would be able to punch through a dude's chest, and it would be very bloody. <laughs> like, <laughs> also the fact that uh, he's named the Immortal, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's gonna be pretty interesting. <laughs> interesting name. So, uh, put that to the test. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
But no, moving on. The uh, Mortal Kombat movie. Ooh, speaking yeah. of blood and gore. Speaking of something else we've got to watch Friday. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Mortal Kombat movie is coming out. And that'll be one, because it's a hard R. Yep. And it's a video game movie. <laughs> I think it might break the video game curse. I think it might. Like, it's not going to be great, but it's going to be watchable. Like, it's not going to be Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> no, no, no. But it'll be like, oh, this is a good time, no alcohol required. Right. <laughs> but honestly, I feel it'll be very interesting. They'll have a decent amount of callbacks to the game. Yep. The plot's going to be shit, but that's the point. But the like, fights it's about are going to the... be yeah. A1. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I feel like this will be like, like if you went to a Hollywood stunt person or... Hollywood martial artists, and you're like, hey, what's uh, your favorite movie? Like, they'll be like, oh, I got yes. to work on Mortal Kombat. This was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like it'll be a bloody, gory good time. Good, no alcohol required. Legit. Like, and then more superhero news I wasn't able to get to. Jesus. Alfred Molina pretty much confirmed that he was in the next Spider-Man, uh, the next movie. Spider-Man movie, and he was like, yeah, and so the internet was like, dude, Kevin Feige's going to roll up to Alfred Molina's house and just start beating him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what did you do to me? Because I feel like at this point, he was like, man, I dealt with Tom Holland leaking spoilers, and now, that like, I feel I would love to be a fly on the wall and hear the talkings to that Mark Ruffalo and, and uh, uh, Tom Holland Tom got. got. Legit. Because that was, like, when they were really small in the MCU, too. Like. Yeah. I was like, man, Ruffalo, they could get rid of you at any moment. Shit, they, they did it to fucking Edward Norton. They're doing <laughs> But he had that, like, I'm going to do rewrites and this and that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Edward Norton, just stop. Yeah, yeah. He's a good actor, but quite the ego. Yeah. Quite the ego. No, he's another one. I bet he's looking at Owen Wilson like, you like, like he's just like they're in the Wes Anderson group chat and they're just like what are you doing hey, dick why are you in those movies and he's like yeah I got into the TV show Ed hey Ed I'm sorry I'm getting that sweet Marvel money <laughs> no that'll be another one like I bet you uh, they'll find some way to get Bill Murray in a Marvel oh, movie my. for half a second I doubt he'll play a major character no but it'll be funny it'll character. be like oh and here's some character's dad and it'll be Bill Murray he hey, just guys. shows up in the Black Widow movie. <laughs> now, that'd be too much. I could see that. I don't know what he would play. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He he would definitely, like, it'd be funny seeing him just play a no, normal guy. Or ju- just I, go zombie land. He's yeah, playing himself. Yeah. Like, it's just like. And he dies. Dude, no. if they killed him, like, in Zombieland, I'd give him so much props. Like, it's like Galactus <laughs> is invading and, like. He just smacks Bill Murray. Oh, I'll talk to him, guys. Hey, have you seen Caddy? Boom! <laughs> like, like, no, you killed Bill Murray. <laughs> Spider-Man's, like, holding him. <laughs> we can fix this. <laughs> He's, He's got like, a hole do you have any chest. regrets? Uh, uh, Garfield, Garfield, mainly. <laughs> <laughs> that was one when I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh, oh my I can't believe they said that. <laughs> Legit, I feel like they almost got sued. Yeah, that does feel like one because they couldn't. It couldn't be too slanderous, but they were just like, I didn't like being in that movie. The fact that, sorry to sidetrack the conversation, but the fact that Bill Murr thought that movie was written by the Coen Brothers. Yeah, was was like, like, wait, who's in there? <laughs> God, but no. In gaming news. Rockstar released L.A. Noir and Max Payne 3 updates, and they gave the DLC away for free. Mm-hmm. 
And this is just a reason to talk about how good L.A. Noir is. That is that's like the start of like, oh, we're going to do some serious video games. Right. Like, actually good stories. <sighs> and especially, like, I played that and... It was one of those, like, for some reason, I had a period where I tried to play that game, I tried to play Fallout 3, and I tried to play Skyrim, and I was like, uh, these are all just terrible, and I had no idea what I was talking about at the time, and now I'm like, oh god, what I, I got to replay Skyrim and Fallout 3, now I need to go back with older eyes and play L.A. Noir. because mm-hmm. I just know, like, everybody's like, it's a great story, and this and that. I would love them to see a sequel, do a sequel in some fashion, especially with how technology has uh, oh, yeah. gone forward. But people were like, it either needs to be like an 80s Vice kind of thing or 1940s. I'd be fine with them like rolling through the decades, though. Like, do one in the 50s. And then you could do one in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Because all of them had their own, like, unique problems, all their own unique feel. Of the and, time. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like each one you could do a lot of fun with. Right. Um, and nope. make it just, like, an unofficial, like, it's not going to be. Like, and that'd be another one, like, especially with Red Dead 2. I'm like, you have the opportunity to get some fantastic actors. Mm-hmm. Like, they've already established, like, hey, our acting can be great. great. We can have... <laughs> Like, Arthur Morgan's possibly the best written Rockstar character. I, I'd say best, yeah. Like, And then John Marston's probably next. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, like, the big one. That, I think, like, everyone I've talked to about Red Dead 2 has said, like, the same thing. Like, at first I was like, ugh, give me John. I don't like this Arthur fucking guy. Yeah. And then by the end you're like, holy shit, Like, by Arthur. the time like, where I really... <laughs> Like, legit, in the uh, snow level, like, the prologue, I was mm. like, man, what's going on? And then as they start heading to the first encampment, I was like, all right, okay. Arthur's got a lot of personality. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then by the time you're leaving that camp, I'm just like, all right, Arthur, what's going on? Like, And then by the time, by the time the, they're done with the southern part of the story, that's where I was like... I think I like John. Like, if Ar- you're not in by Guarma, like, <laughs> yeah, if you're not yeah. interested in Arthur, I'm just like... What are you even doing? Oh, my God. Legit, I'm like, are you even paying attention to what you're playing or what? No, but I, I don't know. I guess wrapping up game news, I'm they afraid. Rockstar just needs to announce anything. And I hope the next... And nothing to do with GTA Online. I yeah. swear or to God. Or re-releasing GTA Online. 5. Because that's one. It'll be like, here's a trailer. And I'm like, stop. Stop it with the microtransactions. Stop it with all these things. Just release a trailer for GTA 6. Like, I don't know what they were thinking because we gave, like, Todd Howard a ton of shit when he just released Skyrim on, like, PS4 again. Right. What made them think, like, oh, we can release this game on three separate generations and everyone's going to be fine with it? <laughs> like, Legit. When somebody pointed that, that out, they were like, man, Skyrim and uh, GTA. Because GTA 5, on moving from the 360 to the 1 and the 4, I was like, that's fine. That's necessary. Yeah, same with Skyrim because they but, both but I was like, man, run better. And, but with this, I was like, what are you doing? And especially... Uh, the other week, news of a Last of Us 1 remake was going around. I was like, stop. Just they stop. They already remastered it. What are they going to do? I was like, they updated the graphics. Just either update the graphics and re- release an update for it. 
but don't remaster the whole game. And don't remake it. What are you trying to do? Fix the fuck up that is The Last of Us Part 2? Like... With all that, I'm just like, man, we really need to start holding these game developers' feet to the fire for all these big, colossal mess-ups. Yeah, the AAA ones. I'm like, you guys gotta pull your heads out of your ass. No, but... Uh... Recently, we've been watching the Orville. Yes. Oh my god. And that was like I would constantly see memes about like uh, how Star Trek Discovery is terrible and the Orville is better. And I would see all these reviewers be like, "Man, the Orville is good." So much so, like when I saw Doctor Merrick posting about like how much he liked the Orville, I was like, Dang, "Okay, yeah. I have to check this out." That's when I put it in my list in Hulu, and I got to it a year later. <laughs> But damn, was it worth it. Yeah, damn, is it good. Oh, my God. Like, because I had heard, too, the same thing. Like, all these Trekkie fans being like, oh, it's great. And I was like, I'll get to it eventually. Whew. And it's really, really, really good. It's right. like TNG DS9 level of character writing. <laughs> no, and they really, even though they have about 12 to 14 episodes a season, they do take the time to explore their characters yeah and everyone's getting everyone's gotten at least an episode where you're like all right right even they like they even gave gordon an episode where it's just like oh what's going on with him like Mm -hmm. what is he doing what does he want out of life and it's super interesting but i know because i know they're current i think they're currently filming yeah uh season three and now i'm just like i don't know what i'll be able to do when I catch up and they're coming out week by week because I hate that. And I know this is super like, I know I'm a, uh, what is it called? Uh, generation Z or whatever. Like, <laughs> uh, but I'm like, man, I just can't, I prefer like everything to be out and for me to work through the series at my own yeah, pace. Yeah. Legit. Like, I hate that, that, like, everyone wanted Netflix money, so they all made their streaming services, and then they were like, oh, crap, we don't have enough Like, AMC content. was like, we need a streaming service. Yeah. And so now they went back to the releasing it week by week to stretch, stretch out, out their stuff, and I'm like, you fucking... Just... <laughs> no, but I guess to uh, wind down the back... Oh, yeah, that was the other bit of news. Vin Diesel... Is gonna be in a Rock'em Sock'em oh, robot movie, movie by Mattel. Haven't we learned our lesson with, with uh, GI Joe or GI Joe? <laughs> what like what are you thinking? Like, do you really think those toys were popular enough that like, we're I like, yeah, what I'll was go the to other movie. toy franchise that's gonna get a movie? But I'm like, let's just stop. Like, we don't need a like. They're gonna do a Twister movie or. No, they're not. I was like, dude, uh, but if they did that, Operation, like, it's a horror movie, oh dude. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. It's like our Jenga movie. It's about a rogue scientist knocking down buildings. I don't if know. they did a, a Monopoly movie, it's like the big, uh, the big short or Monopoly, Wolf of Wall Street. A Monopoly movie about Ferengi. It's like the Mr. Pennybags is just like ah, super corrupt. You've landed on my Worthington <laughs> Avenue. I have three hotels there. <laughs> but we all know the uh, the thimble is the best one. People people thimble. think the thimble is underrated, but thimble or race car or top hat. I'm top hat. I'm a big top hat. I guy. I always liked top hat or the battleship. Were my kind of two. 
But I, I don't get the, like, it's just a fucking character. The hate on the thimble? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, calm down, people. <laughs> but, but no, rounding out this discussion, Ooh. after an extremely nerdy discussion in the last uh, episode where we talked about uh, TNG, mm-hmm. I finally finished DS9. Deep Space Nine, now that's a show. And now we gotta talk about what episodes really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And so what we did here, we picked a personal top five, and we picked five characters, and we're going to say their favorite, our favorite of their, like, focused episodes. Yeah, and I only have one crossover, so that was good for me. Okay, so working through the personal top five, let's start with you, Ben. What's your number one? Uh, It might be a little cheesy or cliche of me, but it's what you leave behind. Okay. Like, that is just a phenomenally written episode. Finale, yeah. Yeah, uh, like a series finale and all-around great episode. Like, I love the fighting. I love everything that happens. Um, All these characters have their arcs pretty well finished finished up. And, like, they do end the series, I think, in the best way they could with the time they had. Except for all the stuff with... uh... The, like everything about Cisco being the emissary. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they were like, "Oh wait, we only have one last episode." Legit. Like I feel like they needed another season just to wrap up. Like one season to deal with the Dominion War, and then one more season to deal with Cisco's emissary stuff, right. and like a few other things, like the repercussions of the Dominion War and all that stuff. But still, I I still like where they ended, even right. though. I wish we'd gotten more. <laughs> no, and it was I was we listened back to it, uh, but my prediction about what happens to Cisco, <laughs> and now I was like, uh, I was I was headed in the right A direction, direction yeah. but I was so far from it. But like I said, when you gave your prediction, like I get why you thought that because there's no way to anticipate what is going to happen. <laughs> no, but speaking on. Uh, <laughs> Having actors who don't have to be in anything. Louise Fletcher did not have to be in Deep Space Nine. Nope. And she got in there at season one. And stayed with and it. Stayed. And stayed. When somebody pointed out, like, they did the mathematics, and I think they were like, she's only in, like, 14 episodes Something throughout like DS9. Like and I was that. like, man, but she has such an impact because they talk about her a lot, even in the episode she's not Legit, in. Legit, because I think they said, like... She was like fourteen, and then like Gold Ducat's only like thirty six, something like that, something up there. And you're like, damn, like they have a hundred and seventy ish episodes, and like you think of them as the main antagonists of the show, right? (laughs) You don't even think about the Dominion. No, not they're just kind of (laughs) there. No, but my number one is in the pale moonlight. Fair enough. Because when I finally like you kept that like. So close to the chest, you were like, mm-hmm. "You cannot have this spoiled for you. Don't look up what happens and you everything." Cannot. Like, I got, so, I got on the edge of looking over the cliff and figuring out what happened so often because no. I would watch videos where they're talking about like best Star Trek moments and they're just like Benjamin Sisko, the pale moonlight, and I was like, go like two and a half minutes past it, and then they're just like, "So anyway," and I'm like. Uh, what what happens? happens? And so when I'm watching it, and at the beginning of the episode, and he's like, 
I did something. Like, and I'm like, what did you do, Cisco? What did you do? <laughs> it's like it's like um, uh, the episode with uh, in TNG season seven episode with Riker, where the whole time he's like. I wish that ship wasn't there. And, like, uh, it's with the Pegasus. Yeah. And, like, the whole time you're like, well, what did you do? And then when you, oh! Like, oh, you shot innocent people. People, yeah. Because you were young and dumb. dumb. And then it's the same way, like, what did you do, Cisco? Oh! When he, like, as it slowly goes, because if they would have revealed it there, like, exactly what he did, no. I would have been like, whoa. But the fact that it's just like, Okay, it starts out like he gets all these death reports, and then he's like, "I'm tired of seeing death. I need to try to ambl like get the uh, Romulans, Romulans involved mm -hmm. and have it be am uh, amicable. <laughs> like they have to willingly get involved, and then they're just like Garrick's like, we could fudge some evidence, and then just like, and then Starfleet's cool with it because yeah. desperate times, desperate times call for desperate measures." <laughs> And then after that, they're just like, yeah. And it's just like, okay, I need all this bio gel. And then Julian's like, hey, I'm not really into that. And he's like, noted. <laughs> Marked. Shut the fuck up and give it to me. Like, legit. <laughs> and then after that, it just goes on and escalates where he's like, okay, I'm paying off Quark. And, and then eventually he's like, oh, it's a fake. And he's like, well... They'll probably try to attack us, and then he finds out the ship blows up, and he immediately knows. He's like, yo, what did you do? And he's like, you knew what I was going to do. You did. just he didn't knew. want to admit it. Like, he told him from the get-go. He's like, Captain, like, this game we're playing, it's a bloody affair, mm -hmm. and like, you have to know go, like, going I down this road. I will do what I have to do, but you got to be okay And he it. did, and he gamed Cisco. And Cisco can live with it. <laughs> he can live with it. Delete computer. Like, legit. Like, when that happened and it just cut to black and I was like, dude. dude it's <laughs> such a good fucking episode. Man. But no, what's your number two? It's Only a Paper Moon is my number two. That okay. is a phenomenal episode. It's the best Nog one. That's my, my one, like, toss over. It is my favorite Nog episode and he's one of my five characters I wanted to talk about. Um, but it's my number two favorite episode. I just love it because, especially for the 90s, like, I still feel like... They weren't we, ready to talk about mental health. No, no, because, like, we had all the Vietnam vets coming back. We had Gulf War vets coming back. And no one, like, a few psychologists were talking about PTSD. But it still wasn't a mainstream thing. Like, no, as a man, you got to bury your feelings. And, you know, yeah. talk about that shit. And then in 50 years, you die of a heart attack. And I just love that they took a whole episode to be like, no, it's it was it traumatizing for him. Like, <laughs> like when I was watching it, and he's like super depressed. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like, just... oh man. Like, I want to see the good version of the episode where he comes back and then they party, but mm -hmm. that's not it. That's not yeah. what it's about. Like, especially he's so young and youthful, and and especially like at the end when like you, because I watched that one with you, mm -hmm. and then when he's just like. Anything could happen to me, Vic. And I was like, oh, no. Nog. And I remember at the beginning, like, even in TNG, you knew. Like, I was like, I hate these the Ferengis. And you were like, you are just there like no, pyramid the hands. Like, I got them. <laughs> I'm going to have them. Those were the two. Like, it's it also ties in because I remember 
in TNG, we watched the Moriarty episode and you were like, they're just hollow like grams. Like they don't count. And I'm like, on both of those points, I was like, oh man, you don't know what's You're like, wait till you get to DS9 coming. and wait till you get to Voyager. Well, I even knew Vic too. Like I was like, you're going to, I knew you were going to love Vic. From the like... first episode when they show Vic, I'm like, I'm in. I'd be in here all the time. Oh, hanging hell out yeah. With him. <laughs> All right, so what's your number two? The Visitor. Okay. Because that was one, I was like, when I saw Tony Todd and he wasn't playing Worf's brother. He's playing old Jake. He's playing old Jake. And I was like, dude, it is so sad. And I'm sure, like. That's that's definitely my favorite, like, Cisco Jake. Yeah. Son, father-son episode. Because that, like, that episode doesn't work if they don't have great chemistry up yeah, till that point. And, oh, my God. They have. Because, like, when he's just, like, <laughs> he's doing everything. Like, he's ruined his own life to try to get his dad back. In mm-hmm. a podcast I listened to where they described it, like, Cisco is in all those moments. They're, like, going back to back to back. Like, he's seeing Jake within seconds, and he's older every time. Yeah. And then when he's just like, Jake, promise me. And he's like, he can't because he's like, I'm going to fight to get you back. And then when he pretty much kills himself so at the end, legit. just so he can reset the time. And I'm like, dude. Damn, and legit. even with, uh, what you call it, with um, what you leave behind, mm-hmm. like, they have, they call back to the visitor because Kira's comforting uh, Jake in the window of the promenade. He's like, you can stay as long as you Two want, months. Jake. And then in the end, like, they're looking up to the wormhole, like, everything's going to be okay. It's fine. He's where he needs to be. Legit. But no, this was a super good episode, and I hope they, at any point, like, especially in Star Trek Picard, since it seems like they're going to be dealing with Bajor stuff, I would like for them to mention, like, oh, writer Jake Sisko, like... Yeah, like, have Picard be like, I've read some of your work. And he's really into it. Yeah, I would love that. And... I guarantee you the actor who plays Jake would be down to come back. Right. But what's your number three? Far Beyond the Stars. Okay. Uh, That's just a great episode. I did love, like, I think the thing I love most about that episode is I just loved seeing all the people who are usually. Out of makeup. Yeah, it just in a fuck ton of makeup. And you're like, oh, that's what you look like Like as a normal person. Especially Martok when he's the writer. And I'm like. Man, this dude is built like a linebacker. <laughs> like a shit brick house. And, like, Wei Yoon to see Jeffrey Cobbs and the guy who plays um, Gold Ducat. Right. As normal, they're still assholes. Like, they're just like, they're hey. Just dudes. Like they're... They're just a couple of guys. Come on. A couple of bad cops. A couple of bad racist cops here. No, that's another one, like, how you said with uh, It's Only a Paper Moon. Like, they were willing to deal with a subject Some... matter at the time. Especially in the nineties. Especially right. in the nineties, like I think it was like two year, two three years after the Rodney King, uh, in the LA riots. In the LA riots, yeah. and I was like, man. And Avery Brooks, like, it's a great directed mm-hmm. episode. Like every moment he sees himself in the reflection, I loved it. And especially like even the end, like, and that's another one. Just even deep themes with everybody, like, yeah. just Odo uh, being the editor, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, when he's like, it's not. Uh, he's like, you can't tell me what I should and shouldn't do. And he's like, he's like, he just tells him like, hey, it is what it is. Like, it's like, no, Odo would never have done that. And no, it's just like, it, still, it feels weird to see all these like Black Mirror characters of our normal cast. Play different versions of themselves, like different characters. And all of them do a good 
good job. Like, <laughs> right. But no, my number three was Call to Arms. Okay. And I loved it because you just like you get to see Golducott lose so spectacularly. <laughs> And like it took an act of God. It was literal divine intervention, intervention that those ships didn't make it to the Alpha Quadrant. And like Golducott definitely was like, I want to go home. I just want to go back to Cardassia. Oh like, and, was, and then like you have uh, even another thing with uh, the ending. You have uh, what's it? Damar shooting Zial, and I was like. Man, I really hate this guy because I and thought Zial would have made it to the end. Nope. And but, then, yeah, again, like just the whole thing about Star Trek of just everyone has layers and everyone's going to have some form of redemption. He gets one of like a fantastic redemption arc. Like, like he was like he was a conqueror and then he had to come back and be like a rebellion leader. And you, oh man, like. The final moment in What You Leave Behind when he's like, for Cardassia, you're like, yeah. Whoa! Like, that's why I'm like, man, any of these shows should totally mention what's going on there now. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. But, uh, like, it was a fantastic episode, and I did like the fact that Cisco was like, he told divine beings off. He was like, hey, you say you're for Bajor, get involved. <laughs> Do something. And they're like... Jeez, okay. And I still, like, I just okay. need to see the scene where Gold Ducat, like, he can't wrap his head around what happened. <laughs> like, he's like, it's like a magic trick. He's like, Cisco, tell me how you did it, man, please. <laughs> Legit, he's like, there's the Defiant. Our fleet should be right behind them. No. <laughs> where the fuck are they? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it's, and also, it reminded me, like, I remember saying that uh, Gold Ducat had total uh, Grand Moff Tarkin energy. He's like, Leave in a moment of triumph. triumph. I think you underestimate their chances. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you should have got out of there. <laughs> well, the getting was good. <laughs> no, but what's your number four? Uh, the Siege of AR 558. That's a great episode. That's a great episode. That does tie into a paper moon. That's where Nog loses his leg. But I just, in Star Trek, I loved seeing, like, okay. We're fighting desperately hand-to-hand combat. Like, right. a dude has a knife. Like, this is a future with phasers and shields. Yeah, and like, you see a Starfleet officer with, with a, a knife. combat knife. And he's got, like, war necklaces from Jem'Hadar that he's killed. And I'm like, okay, so even us morally superior humans still got that warrior instinct when we have to. And that <laughs> is, like, possibly the best part of DS9, like you said, is just, like, what do you do when your back's against the wall? Where do your principles go? Where do your morals go? That, like, that's my favorite My favorite Cisco line from DS9 is the one where he's like, it's easy to be a saint when you're in paradise. And you're like, yeah. What do you do when your paradise has been shattered and you can't take the moral high ground anymore? Yeah. <laughs> like, all you can do is stand and fight. But no, my number four is Homefront and Paradise Lost. Okay. And I'm kind of forgetting Uh exactly what went on in that episode, and I should have written down exactly what happened. Now I remember. Okay, the that was the <laughs> one where you meet the, the dog president of uh, it's, it's, the Federation. Yeah, it's when the, the, the Dominion Admiral. is just starting to fuck with us. Like, they're doing the... 
one of my favorite things about DS9 is the minion, like, they just think they're so smart. So, like, in the beginning, they're like, We'll send out a probe. We're going to manipulate the Federation, and they're going to collapse on their own, and we'll take the Alpha Quadrant with ease. That didn't work. Legit. Like, they were fully prepared, like... It, even though it would have been morally wrong to see, like, wh- the Admiral has a military state, I'm like, the Dominion would have been dealt with pretty quickly. Pretty but after quickly. that would have been terrible what happens yeah. on Earth. They would have had to kill this dude. But they were, like, they wanted to get at the Dominion so bad that they turned inward. Mm-hmm. And then once that all got solved, they were like, let's go after them. <laughs> Gotta get these guys. But I did love like Paradise Lost. Like it, it. There was a lot of elements in there that reminded me of. Oh man, what's it? A few good men. Where he comes, like Nog is like, yeah, the Red Squad is super good, and like it's totally a throwaway line in the first episode. In the second episode, it's like, wait, Nog, Nog. tell me what's going exactly what's going on, and he's just like, yeah, and he's having these cadets commit these crimes. Commit his crimes because they're too stupid. Well, not they're just the, too young. And then and you have that smug to... cadet. He's like, "I do it again." And I'm like, "Dude, shut up! You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you don't know what you did." Like it does. <laughs> and he figures it out. And Cisco's like, "Peace. I'm going back to DS9." <laughs> oh boy. What's your number five pick? Um, I forgot. This is my other crossover. Like between, it is in the pale moonlight. So we've already talked about it. Yeah. Uh, mentioning, I guess if we got to mention another part of that, just, I don't know, the ending was super sweet. Just Nog coming out, hugging his family. That was nice. No, in the Pale Moon. Oh, in the Pale Moon. <laughs> well, that was a good moment, too. But uh, Yes, yes, no. N- talking about it's only a paper moon, because I do love that line at the end um, when Nog's like, they're like, so are you okay? No. But I will be. Like, he knows it's still going to be a fight. And he's like, but... it's, I got to take it day by day. Yeah. Also, uh, just everybody, like, everybody has something with Vic, man. Yeah. They're just like, hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, No, my number five is The Ascent. Oh, hey. Because you really get, like, when I saw that, because, and again, like, calling back to uh, the, fi- the series finale, it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, Quark and Odo don't need to tell each other how they feel about each other because they did it in that episode. Legit. Like when it's just like when Odo is like, yo, you're a loser. And he's like, well, you've been tracking me down for the past 10 years. So what does that you say about you? Me. And I was like, no, you two are friends. Just say it. And that's mm-hmm. the closest they ever got. Because like when Qu- uh, Odo thought Quark was dead, he was like, Quark, <laughs> he is like, wake him. up. <sighs> and then he gets angry right away. But you know. It's because he cares about him. Right. Legit. What's your top, uh, let's start with your number one for your best characters episode. Uh, well, I just did it like five random, but uh, Cisco was the first one I wrote, and it was in the Pale Moonlight. Okay. So we've talked about that. Uh, mine, I also started with Cisco. I chose Waltz. Okay. That's just a personal favorite of mine Fair for enough. Cisco, because he's like, that's where he's with Gold Ducat, and he's just like, Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it just pisses Gold Ducat off. Like, he <laughs> like, won't, the fact that the entire time, like, that is another one where I'm like, uh, when we talk about John Walker, 
uh, about just like, dude, just stop. Like, the entire time, Goldakash just like, I want him to respect me. And, and he, he like, never. And he's like, he he gets so close to just telling Cisco like, I want you to respect me. And Cisco's like, What do you want from me? Like what when he's like, you. What do you want from me? I was like, Yeah, Cisco. Like good for him. And he got, even though he got his butt kicked at the end, just because he was injured, yeah. he would have made it out of there fine if he was healthy. Oh hell yeah! But the fact that he was like called him out and he was like dude you were responsible for millions of deaths i no there we have nothing in common it doesn't matter that it might have been worse if you weren't there it was still terrible with you there (laughs) what was your second character's favorite episode i picked nog and it's only a paper moon same for me so we can go through that uh what was your number three uh, Kiera, and it was Progress, which is my only season one episode. It's the one where uh, she has to go to that moon because they're going to mine it. And there are those the yeah, farmers that, that farmer want to Yeah. Because I love that because she's been a rebel her whole life fighting against the authority, against the government. And now she works for the Now man. she's the authority. Like, she's the author, And it's just a good conflict of the, her two sides. Like when he's just like when the farmer's like, Kill I'll leave. Here. I'll leave when they destroy the place. That's the only way I'll leave. And she's just like, and then just t- turns the place on fire. And he's like, Come on, let's go. And he like, I love that. And she's like, I still want to count you as a friend. And he's he won't talk to her. And she's like, Fine. And they beam out. And it's just quiet. And Legit. it's a great great character moment for her all the way back in season one. My uh, third was Bashir. And my pick for him was our man Bashir. Our man Bashir. just him being in the holodeck as a spy and Garrick <laughs> is just there. And he's like, this is fun. You're such a weirdo, man. Garrick's <laughs> like, you're making fun of my job. And this is totally not what a spy would do. And every time he's just like, Okay, like we gotta cut our losses and kill five of your friends, and he's like, "No, I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> and it was a, it was just a very good episode. Yeah. And I wish they would have done more, oh, like a sequel to that episode, more fun type episodes like that, where you're like, "Just do wild stuff, come on!" Right, and then you have Cole Meany playing like a bit of his character from uh, Undersea. <laughs> yeah, you're incredible, Ryback. <laughs> Shame you weren't cooking for us, man. <laughs> But uh, what was your fourth character's pick? Uh, Odo, and it was The Ascent. Like, I love that episode just because it's them. Odo's just so good in that episode. Right. And as for me, cremate me, stick my ashes in a can, and shoot me through the wormhole. Right. That that was one I was like, when he was writing down his last will and testament, I was like, oh, this got dark. dark. And you were like... (laughs) <laughs> you have more to go. Like <laughs> it gets like, darker, darker. <laughs> man. Um, but no, uh, my fourth character pick was Kira and it was a duet from season one. Okay. And that's, it just took, because what the fact that in that one again, I don't remember. She meets this, uh, Cardassian officer. Who's just like, yeah, I killed all those people at the mining facility. What of it? And it turns out in talking to him, like he was this guy's clerk. Like, and he's, like, he constructed his face to look like the officer just so he could get taken, captured, and Cardassia would have to be, like, yeah, we did it. Like, they would have to acknowledge what they, what they did. did. And Kira's, like, 
look, okay. Like, and it's one of those, like, maybe we can learn to get past this sort of thing. And then, like, another Bajoran just kills him at the end. And you're like, And she's like, no, oh. like, you don't get it. You know what you've done? Yeah, legit. What's your final character pick? I picked Quark, and it is the Magnificent Ferengi. Oh I gosh. love that episode, because it's just like, what happens if Ferengi actually have to do what Starfleet does? Like, they actually got to fight and save Yeah, the fact, the fact that he was just like, eh, I'm a little... Uh, embarrassed that we can't do this and then they try and then it's just like nog is possibly the only one there with the most experience yeah he's like the humans have been teaching me what to do in this situation right (laughs) yeah no i love that episode (laughs) my final character pick is odo and it's shadow play okay and that's the episode where they go to the hologram the planet where everybody's Mm -hmm. a hologram except one dude. and then when they turned it off like when it just started seeing like odo with the little girl and, like, uh, at the beginning of the episode, Kira was like, you don't have any friends, do you? And he's like, well, I consider Kira a friend. And he's like, and I was like, that does count. Because they talked oh, so yeah. much by that point. But I was like, that counts. Dax, chill. You fucking bitch. But uh, <laughs> after, like, when it shows him, like, being friendly with the little girl. And, like, she's like, can you transform into this? He's like, yeah. He's like, will you? He's like, no. <laughs> And then they do it, and she disappears, and he's really torn up about it. And then when they turn off the hologram, and there's one guy there, and he's like, "Don't it's like he's like don't worry, like it's all fake." He's like, "Yes, but if it's all fake, he's like, why do you care so much about her?" He's like, "Because I love her." And I was like, "Wanted to get hurt." Like, and then immediately after that, like you have Jake Cisco telling his dad he doesn't want to join Starfleet. And, and I was like, fine with dude, this. that episode gutted me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so good. No, I remember that because I came home from work and you were like, well, I've been broken by a DS9. <laughs> like, that was the first one. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, you're in season two. You're in for a fucking ride. But I guess like, to finish up our discussion, who would you say overall are, like, give me your two favorite characters from the show. That's tough. This is, like, the toughest because there's not a character in DS9 that I really hate. Except, like, the characters you're supposed to hate, but even then, like, you love to hate them. Right. Um, I gotta go with Garrick for my favorite character. I love that dude. He's just... No, I loved it. Like, I know we mentioned it in the TNG episode, like, where I was like, man, I kind of like Garrick. Just any time where, like... He's, like, he can have no masters. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, no, nobody will control me. I'll and then anytime someone has any bit of leverage on him, he's, like, shit, shit, I, I fine. Fucking, okay, I what? I hate this. Like, he's he like, hates like, when people when have he told, the told Like, when Cisco was, like, okay, you got to come help me. And he's, like, no, I'll stay here. And he's, like, man, I could kick you off the station. That'd be very dangerous for you. And he's, like, fuck, fuck. fine, where? Where are we going? <laughs> Legit. Um, and then I say number two. This might be just because Renee is such a yep. good, but it's fucking Odo. Like, <laughs> I love that character so much. <laughs> no, I definitely, my top favorite character is Odo. Because mm-hmm. I love, like, especially when he starts loosening up, like, yeah. after yeah. season six, where he's, like, really getting close. And especially when they make him human, and he's, like, actually eating with his with yeah. his friends and stuff. 
I really loved everything about his character. Yeah. And then, other than, since you mentioned Garrick, because I love Garrick. Yeah. <laughs> but if not him, Worf. Yeah, Worf was meant for DS9. Because especially, like, I didn't get the opportunity to put it in one of my favorite character things, but the episode where Dax is, like, has a gunshot wound. Yeah. Oh, sorry, a phaser wound. And she can't go on, and, like, Worf has to leave her. And then he goes And he's back. like... And he goes, and, like, they lose, uh, like, a spy ends up dying, and they couldn't, couldn't get it. And, like, Sisko's like, could you have made the rendezvous if you left her? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know, like, Starfleet's probably not going to let you have a command after this. And he's like, I, I'm well aware of that. And at the end, he's just like, can I? He's like, as a man who had a wife, if the Jennifer was in that clearing, I wouldn't have left her. And I love those moments where Sisko, like... He has to be this hard-handed captain, but he's also like, hey, I understand. As a person, you did the right thing. As a Starfleet officer, you didn't do the right thing. Right. You know, legit. But it was, overall, like, DS9 is possibly my favorite Trek. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I am kind of looking forward to Voyager, and I feel once I finish up with the Orville, I'll start watching Voyager. Voyager is good. Uh, it's... It's not like TNG and DS9 where, like, the first two seasons are rough on those and then it gets better. Like, on Voyager, it's the first three are, are pretty rough. Uh, but get through them. You do kind of need to watch them, unfortunately. But once you get to four and on is when Voyager really hits their stride. And it's a really good show. Like, like I've said, across the board, it's number three in, like, every category, but it's still a good number three. Like, right. I Voyager does have a special place in my heart. Like, I do love the crew and the, the things that happen in it. <laughs> but no, that's been another episode of Popcat. Ben, 